0: Welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host for a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law law enforcement issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and give a uh, a shout out to all the crew that are working here, including uh, Chief Newman. So uh, let's go ahead and start off. Why not start off with the Chief? We've got uh, Chief John Newman, we've got Captain Brett Bartlett, Lieutenant uh, Randy Sutton, and we've got uh, Special Agent Mike Roach, we've got Corporal David D. Gresta, and Corporal uh corporal you got promoted well we got producer real stats here, so thanks guys also i think i got everybody uh, also a shout out to our sponsors we have motion dsp we have galls gunlearn.com, and we are fueled by bang energy so thanks to all those outlets for helping make this show happen cops charged fire suspended acquitted cleared and sued uh but we're really going on an angle on uh, you know on who we hire and we talked about it i think what last week or the week before uh so this first story and i've got uh what i think four of them you know Lumped together, federal government drops an indictment against an NYPD officer, U.S. Army reservist accused of spying for China. Um, I think that most of us remember the story when it came down in the uh, in the news. So we're in New York. Federal prosecutors in Brooklyn reportedly dropped a criminal case against an officer with NYPD previously indicted for allegedly spying on behalf of the Chinese government. So the officer, it's Ang uh, Wong's last name, described in 2020 as the definition of an insider threat by FBI assistant director in charge of the New York field office, William Sweeney, And this is on Fox News Digital. So Officer Ang Wong was also a U.S. Army reservist, granted secret level security clearance by the Department of Defense. He's arrested September 2020, so just over two years ago, after working as an officer with NYPD since 2014. So he was there about six years. However, the New York Daily News reported that the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, Brian Peace's office, filed vague documents Friday saying that their further inquiry obtained additional information bearing on the charges. So without providing Finding more specific details uh, to this vague explanation prosecutors asked judge Eric Comity to dismiss the indictment and this is in the New York Post uh, so um, interesting turn of events on that now I've got um, some follow-ups so I'll, I'll uh, I'm connecting these you know these stories together for David so let me let me jump to the next one um, if there's no comments on that policemag.com and police one we have a uh, Wisconsin agency ending credit checks for recruits. So Madison Police and Fire Commission voted Monday to stop requiring credit checks of prospective police officers. The commission said the measure was being taken a step to increase diversity in the department. And basically, if you read the article, it says that it adversely affects minorities who have got credit problems uh, because of a systemic racism in the system. And that's why they have that. Yeah, I know. And and that's why they have credit. I'm I'm looking at Brett Space while I'm reading this. And then we have another proposed bill would end the citizenship requirement for Nevada police officers, and um, it's the, uh, you know, look, it's North Las Vegas, so Randy, I don't know how you're going to defend that, but the upcoming legislative session, the city of North Las Vegas aims to change uh, with the proposed Assembly Bill 30, and if passed and signed by Governor Joe Lombardo, the bill would remove the citizenship requirement allowing any resident legally authorized to work in the, in the U.S. to begin the process to join the police academy. So that's what's going on there. And then lastly, let me get to this last one. Uh, We've got Police One, Ohio Sheriff, fitness standards, keeping cadets from taking a final exam. Uh, we're in London, Ohio. So cadets in Ohio, they're having the dreams becoming an officer denied due to an unfair fitness standard. So Hamilton County Sheriff's Office Sheriff, uh, Charmaine McGuffey. Now she looks absolutely horrible. You see her in uniform and man, I just, I mean, you can, you get the picture immediately why she's not pushing physical fitness standards. She raises concerns about the current Academy rolls up for HIPAA cadets in the state's police academy. They simply can't take the final exam if they can't pass the fitness test. And this is reported by Local 12. Um, cadets in Ohio, they go through more than, it talks about 740 hours of training in the curriculum. They're not allowed to take the written final exam if they can't pass the fitness test for push up sit ups in a 1.5 mile run. And that's called the Cooper's test. Um, and she says that this is wrong, fix it and fix it today. And, uh, she said, this rule is bad for Ohio. I know it's a rule. And I like to request that it gets changed today. And so McGuffey shared that three cadets failed the fitness test over the last few years and that were not allowed to take the written test. And one of them was even the class valedictorian. So big deal. So that's what we have all these tied in together. Um, Lieutenant Randy,
1: this is exactly what we've been talking about. The lowering of the standards for police officers across the country. Um, this is a time that, that is critical for law enforcement. As we see the diminishment of the recruitment, we see the diminishment of uh, retention. These agencies are getting desperate. In fact, um, it was just announced t- today in an article that I saw that LAPD, who, uh, whose who's chief, if you, if, you, if you ask me, is a, a complete and utter uh, coward when it comes down to leadership, they're so desperate that they're trying to rehire the same guys that they ran off into retirement. Yeah, that's how that, that's how desperate they are. So when you see a police chief coming out and and trying to uh, defend um, recruits who can't even pass the physical fitness test in the academy, you, you we got a real problem here. Uh, now's the time when we should be uh, making more stringent. Uh, requirements instead of diminishing the requirements.
0: Thanks. All like right. Yeah,
2: he, he's right. I mean, I I saw these stories and it just it it all just was a giant spotlight. Uh, several of the stories that we had earlier, same thing. Uh, how are how are these people getting passed? In the, in the story about the uh, the Chinese um, guy who was a reservist and an NYPD guy, it said in the story he failed to disclose. That his parents were part of the Communist Party and part of and all this sort of stuff in China, and you're going fail to disclose. Well, no crap, because NYPD couldn't couldn't find out about it because he was he wasn't a citizen. He he came here, became naturalized. Now they're talking North Nevada. They're going to let non citizens become police officers. How fa- How fabulous! Uh, not to mention the physical fitness stuff they're going to start grinding back. And we all know what's going to happen because we've seen this before. In our own agencies, as well as other agencies, where they lower standards, they diminish what you need to do, what you need to pass, no credit checks. Oh, forget it. Just be a cop. It'll be wonderful. And within two or three years, you have, oh, I don't know, uh, a uh, a guy that's that has a few months on that goes and, and shoots another person that he's in a domestic dispute with. You have a, a captain having sex with a, a a person at the stadium. I mean, it just it just goes on and on and on, and that's that's what happens. They'll all end up being fired, or quitting, or or, or leaving before they get fired. It it's we've seen this before. It's it's and it's coming again. It's just absolutely horrible.
0: Hey, uh, Corporal David, any surprise that the guy um, accused of having the sex at the stadium was a captain? Think about. You have to think about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any any rebuttal, Captain Brett Bartlett?
3: Yeah, there's no probable cause in my case.
0: (laughs) All right. Mike Roach, John Newman. Go ahead, Mike.
4: So uh, you know, and then John had mentioned a, a few weeks ago about you know the Miami River Cop situation. I think, and I'll let him address that. But you know, it's just like you said. The you know, because of the defunding movement, the hatred towards the police, the, the vitriol coming from both the media and politicians and corporate America against the police officers, that, that they're desperate for applicants to come in. They you know, it's no longer the, the choice of many. And um, you know, some of these departments are essentially offering bounties, you know, uh five thousand, ten thousand dollar sign-on bonuses and so you'll end up getting people that are not really committed to this occupation to begin with and then the backgrounds are failing they're not doing their due diligence you know again hiring somebody from china it's kind of hard to go over and knock on doors in shanghai to say hey what kind of guy is this and uh, these are the, the the obstacles especially local law enforcement are having to deal with and then people are moving from department to department like again, the the one that was accused of uh, homicide uh, had come over from another previous agency before, so you have to wonder, well, what was in his past? And then, you know, the other female that's entertaining half of the police department that's taking community oriented policing to a whole different (laughs) level. So.
5: Wow. You know, this this is deja vu, right? You got the Mullen Commission in the early 90s with New York, and it was all about onboarding and lowering the standards you got the christopher commission you know in la with the with the la um uh, the rampart division in the early 90s you got the miami river cops in the in the mid 80s th- th- this isn't a surprise this is deja vu and we we learned from that right standards got picked up if you couldn't cut it you couldn't cut it you couldn't be part of that agency so what are we doing now because we're bowing a lot like la with with you know we're bowing to one guy who wants to complain about the thin blue line flag And they're also chipping away at the value of citizenship, right? You know, it's not just you don't have to be a citizen to be a cop, but you don't have to be a citizen to vote in some states, right? So you're beginning to chip away at the value of the necessity of being a citizen of this country to maintain either certain privileges like to vote or to be able to get a law enforcement certificate in this country. And some of the states are agreeing with that. But you're also lowering the standards. And that's what they want. They didn't get the reform they thought they can get two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. The, all the protests and all the defund the police movement, movement, but they're going to do it in the. They're, they're going to play long ball. They're going to play long ball with the law enforcement profession, and they're going to wait it out. And slowly but surely, these lower standards will be the norm. And the consequences? Well, who cares? Just look how good our agency looks on a poster right? I mean, it's ridiculous. And we lived this nightmare before. If you've been around, like all of us have, we were all employed in this profession in the eighties. We were all employed in the nineties and we saw all these things happen
2: to us. And it's unforgiving that it's happening again. Gutless, absolutely gutless. And I hate to use the word leadership, but gutless, gutless people that claim to be leaders. Let's put it that way. Absolutely gutless.
3: Well, look at the, look at some of the issues are arising and, and, Back when we had high hiring standards, and and you you wonder, John, you know you were there, I was there. You know you ask these people, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Now you take the safeties off, you lower the hiring requirements, we're going to see a ten or twenty fold increase in these in these uh, improper behaviors. And if we if we turned it around today, it would take ten years to sort itself out.
0: You're right. I mean, Randy, shows like ours, and I know that you've got your podcasts, you know, too, uh, shows like ours. We are guaranteed to have material for the next millennium because of all this stuff going on.
1: Yeah. And and here's the thing. This becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy. You lower the standards and then they get the headlines that they want when these when these people who shouldn't be cops then act inappropriately and criminally. And then they can say, you see, you see, it's these cops. So they create this this uh, environment and then they're going to utilize it for their own purposes of negativity towards law enforcement. Yeah. By the time yeah, the paper know,
3: and Randy, comes, Randy, comes out about the the bad behavior, when, when it finally, two weeks later, the article comes out, oh, uh, we lowered our hiring practices. The damage is done. The headline has been out there. It doesn't matter, right, Randy? John? It doesn't matter what we find out
0: all right thanks all hey uh, chief john hold that thought we'll be right back commercial break all right look let's talk about medicare insurance options i mean just look at this panel in front of you everybody but me i mean they're all approaching medicare age okay may- maybe maybe not producer will but look uh, uh there's over 80 options in just hillsborough county florida alone, which is where i'm at so the benefits they can change annually so how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs the answer is simple contact mymedicare.live or call them at 813-245-6656, especially if you're in Hillsborough County or the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Uh, talk or meet with James or Bobby. Or they'll help you save money on your medication copays, find plans that your doctors accept, and get more of the benefits you actually qualify for. So again, uh, 813-245-6656 or mymedicare.live. Well, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show, Chief John Newman. We,
5: you know, To everyone's point, what, what really bothers me is You know, I I think a a year or so ago, Dave and I were having a conversation about what it looks like now that you know really law enforcement is disengaged, and you're not seeing the alacrity or the zeal to go after you know these these you know criminal bosses that are making a killing on where our society is right now. And now we're talking, and we and we talked about the law enforcement profession, like, and we always said, I I might not be a good teacher, I might not be an astronomy, I might not be a doctor. I'm a really good police officer. I know my business. Every one of them on this panel does. And we all know what's going to happen. And no one's going to listen to us. No one's going to listen to us until it's too late. You look at organized crime right now, it's thriving. Cartels are thriving. Just the fentanyl epidemic alone has put billions in their pockets, right? They're, They're bigger than most countries' governments down south of the border. But you also look at law enforcement, the profession, and we're talking about they want to do away with minimal standards. Well, why did this guy get fired? Because he killed somebody. He's got four months on the job. And we could have example after example. We might not know other occupations, but every on the, everybody on this panel, we know our business. And that's exactly where our business is going right now.
0: All right. Thanks, Chief. Guys, moving along, we've got a, a story with a video component. And again, we'll describe in great, great detail what's going on for our radio and podcast listeners. This is on Rumble, and this is Butters the Channel. And I uh, highly recommend that you guys support and go to Rumble and go to the This Is Butter channel. I think that they're the best law enforcement video content channel um, on the internet. A man suffering with mental illness or mental health issue is fatally shot when advancing towards officer with a knife. Can we get warning, so, Thornton Police they released this video showing uh, the moments uh before an officer shoots this guy on Interstate 25 last fall, and we got several officers respond to a 911 call that the man later identified as uh, Daryl Ray Lopez. He's 29 years old of Denver. He's walking on the highway and cars are having the swerve to go around him. So uh, the video from September 5th, 2022, uh, from this incident, shows an officer approaching Lopez and he's the officer is on the opposite side of the concrete barrier. That's in the middle of the highway that divides the traffic. And the cop says, you know, do you need help? Do you need the ambulance? And the man backs away from the barrier and then turns towards a second officer uh, that's on the same side of the barrier as he is. And the video shows the man approaching uh, with what appears to be what the officer believes is a weapon. And the cop yells, you know, draw a him, put it down, put it down now, and uh, put the knife down. The man raises his arms, continues to approach the officer, who shoots three times, you know, at the man. And, and that's how the video ends. Any comments on that use of force, uh, Captain Bartlett?
3: Yeah, it should be titled, Dummy with a Knife Runs at Cops Gets Shot. Why is the whole mental health issue thing? You know, they don't know what's going on. The police don't know that. All they see is a guy with a knife. You know, that should be the fourth or fifth paragraph, maybe down in that in that news article. No matter what's happening, police, no matter why they're doing it, guy coming with a knife, it's gonna get shot and it's gonna hurt.
2: Yeah, yeah it it shouldn't, it, it matters not at all. Um and if you watched the sergeant that was on one side of the wall that was trying to talk to the guy, I don't think he could see this guy very well. I don't either. The way he was acting, I was like going get away just get away and let the cop on the on the on the right side of the barrier wall handle this um but that cop was on the mark he was looking at the correct things he was looking at this guy's hands he saw him make the move to his waistband and as he was making that move he was drawing his firearm so when he came out with the knife and turned toward him he was already on target and gave the guy two or three commands to to don't he did and he took care of business That guy was on the mark and and did a a fine job. Nicely done.
0: All right. Thanks, Corporal. Thanks to the panel for being here, guys. Thanks for making the show happen. Um, Also, Motion DSP, one of our sponsors. We at gallsgunlearn.com, MyMedicur.live, and Bang Energy for fueling us. Um, Look, uh, MBS and FLG, man, for sponsoring the show. Thanks, MBS. I know you did it at the end, so I didn't get that out. So thanks so much. You're all the way in Colorado. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.